What's going on, everybody? Welcome and thank you for tuning in to episode 21 of Barangay Podcast Network. Shout out to A Space before we get into it. Thank you again to A Space for hosting our event and hosting me recording this podcast. They're giving me a little office space here to, you know, do my thing, have some fast Wi Fi for once in my life, and uh, record in a quiet place. So, yeah, thank you to A Space. Uh, today, we have the homie calling in from LA. We're going to talk about branding, we're going to talk about his travels between New York and Los Angeles, his, you know, his life, his brand. Let's get into it. Today I have Cal from Steady. Cal, you want to say what's up? What's up? What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in. Uh, uh, shout out to Dal for having me on the pod. You killed it on the ad read. Uh, let's get it. <laughs> let's get it, yo. Yeah, so we, we were talking before we started recording, like, we have not seen each other in, like, two and a half years now. So it's been, yeah, it's been quite some time quite some time and I'm sure a lot has changed in between we've even done some work together in between in the times that we haven't seen each other mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is cool which is cool so yeah where do you want to get started with this today man let's, let's talk about you first let's talk about you first yeah yeah so you want to tell the people what you do um so I'm Cal of Steady I am the owner and creative director of the brand um by day I am a art director uh, at an agency, but uh, this is really the passion project and this is, you know, you know, the real focus in life um, Yeah. for me and, and my team. Yeah. Now, if you don't mind me asking, like, what, what is the, what is the agency life like for you? Like, what's that experience uh, been like? So it's funny, like, this is, I guess, a good side way to throw it all the way back, but, like, sure. I've been I've been working since I was, like, 14 years old. Um, yeah, almost, like, non, like, I guess non, I mean, sorry, consecutively. Like, there's only one time where I didn't hold a job, which is actually, like, when I started steady. But, yeah, like, word. in terms of, like, the agency, this is the second, my second time working at an agency. Um... But yeah, agency life is, is pretty like straightforward. You know, we have clients and, you know, um, uh, I do art direction. Uh, we have like beauty clients and, and others. So just kind of, you know, uh, they'll, they'll pitch a campaign uh, or I'll pitch a campaign and we'll talk like, you know, what the creative should look like, what the assets should look like um, and how they function from sort of a creative strategy standpoint. Um, for the campaign, you know, but that's like all of that kind of, you know, know-how um, is relevant to, you know, other things I do. But I mean, in terms of like, how do I feel about working at an agency? Like, you know, it's, it, it keeps the lights on. <laughs> yeah, no, that's totally fair. Totally fair. Yeah. Now, how, how old are you, man? I am about to turn 28 next week. Oh, word. Okay. Well, okay. not like next, next week from, I get I don't know when this is getting posted, but yeah. Uh, probably like in two days. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's no, get it. Yeah. No, good to know. I, I really had no idea, to be honest. Like, I think in all the times that we've talked and, and worked together, I don't, I don't know if it ever came up. That's pretty cool. So how long have you been working in like the agency realm? Like how, how long has that been a thing for you? I've been working at agencies since I got out of college. So since I was, my first agency experience was when I was 22. 
uh, I had done some internships at like other types of agencies, like some were um, like at, you know, uh, like I guess like startups um, for like advertising and stuff like that. And then like, yeah, um, startups for advertising. Um, and then when I came out of college, it was more of a sort of advertising technology um, kind of agency. And then now it's just like a full on actual like creative agency where we're not looking sort of at like, you know, ad buys and numbers and more at the actual creative. Right, right. And is that, is that where you feel like you belong? Do you like, do you prefer the more creative side of things or are you cool with like technical things as well? I'm cool with both. I obviously prefer the creative stuff, but I feel like by virtue of like my place and my seat at Steady, um, I have to do both. Um, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I think that like a lot of the times, like there, you know, needs to be a balance that if you're if you're doing your own thing, like you really got to strike the balance between like business and creative. And a lot of times, like people struggle, like the business heads don't know how to be creative and the creative heads have trouble like you know like pulling the the personality like the personal bits out of it and, and keeping things business um but like i feel like that has kind of helped me kind of find a sweet spot in, in managing like the expectations of both and knowing when like all right to cut kill your babies like we're not running that creative business it's not good for business or like when it's just like okay like we got to take a risk on the business because like this creative idea like it's worth executing word yeah see that's that's something that i've always struggled with like here uh, like you know with barangay and everything like i i'm i'm not i'm not the craziest like most creative person mm -hmm. uh, i'm more of a statistics guy i'm more of an analytics guy mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. but you know when it comes down to it and i have to think about creativity and, and creating <clears throat> something it's like i do struggle with that a lot you know like I, I consider myself more on the business side of things at this point now that I've like had a couple of years to try and figure things out, like I feel I feel more at home on the business side as much as I love the creative. Like I still do all of this shit, you know. Like I still do mm -hmm. this podcast. I still mm -hmm. do mm -hmm. all the all the audio, all the promo and shit like that. But like I don't even consider that to be all that creative. You know what I'm saying? Like it, to me, it's just like it's just part of the business thing that I want to do. <laughs> you know? Does that make sense? Yo, can I tell you something? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so. For, for the listeners, like, Steady has done a collaborative project with the brown guy. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, like, I go around telling this t to people a lot, like, Lo knows it, Pow, you know, Tim and all of them, they know it, or at least they've heard me say it one time. Like, but I've never actually said it to you, and it perfectly ties in with, like, what you're telling me right now. Well, first off, like, not everyone's gotta be creative, right? Like. Word. I feel like because like of this like generation of like creative apps, like everyone feels the need to be creative. Like being a designer is like, or being a creative is like the new being a rapper, you know? Um, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, but like, you don't like, that doesn't like, you can stay on a business side. Like there's people that need to take care of business side. But the reason why I brought up the project is because like, I like to think of the brown guy or attend, I tell people, I think of the brown guy, like, um, like the ASAP mob and 
Yo, yo, listen, <laughs> check this out. And the reason why, like, honestly, why, like, I mean, you approached me. I remember you approached me, like, at the at the, the end of the New York show. But I was just, like, one of the reasons why I definitely wanted to work with you, like, just being at that show and catching you guys, like, you know, at different galleries up until that, at that point. You know, like, support your fucking homies, you know what I'm saying? Like, for sure, always. Little, little galleries, like, and, and all that, like, is that you guys created an energy. You guys were good at creating energy, like, and I, and I told this to people, like, anybody can take a photo, you know what I'm saying? And, and print it right. out on a canvas and put it up on a wall. Like, anybody could learn to use a camera. Anybody can, like, no shade to Paolo, like, I love you, Lo, but, like, anybody can paint on the... The, the fucking <laughs> photo but like the beauty in what you guys did was that you guys could create energy you guys could galvanize people around the shit that you guys were doing and not everybody can do that that being said like i always thought of um paolo as like asap rocky like pal is like asap 12v like and you you are like asap yams bro like you are like the sweetheart of the group like you are infectious everybody loves you like you have a certain energy and if you think about it like it is perfect to what you said like yams didn't rap you know, like Yams didn't True. like yeah. do like he was the business guy. He was the one in the back, like should like strategizing and like, you know, setting up the shots. And so like, that's what I'm saying. Like everybody needs a Yams. Everyone needs somebody who can handle the business. So like, you know, by all means, bro. Like if that is like where you feel like you, you belong more so like, yo, more power to you. Like, quite frankly, there's not enough people like that today, dude. Like, mad creatives, but not enough people who can, like, you know, balance out the business. Damn, man. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. That's high praise calling me yams, man. Wow. <laughs> yo, yo, just don't, <laughs> just don't die on us, all right? Rest uh, in peace, yams, yeah, man. <laughs> we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. I'm good. I'm healthy. We're, just, we're good. It's good, all perfect. good. Yeah. <laughs> no, but thank you, man. I appreciate that. Hell yeah, yeah dude. So, I've been telling everyone. Like, I've been telling everyone. <laughs> Thanks, yo. So, uh, let's let's take that. Let's let's move that into talking about study. So, what exactly, in terms of of all the projects that you have worked on with study, like, what exactly is your role there? Like, um, I know that you're the the owner, founder, and everything, and you're the mm -hmm. creative director. So, so like, what's what's kind of like, what are your tasks like? Like how much work, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like how much of the work are you doing and what work is it? Um, I would say that like I, so I feel like one of my most difficult roles is like looking after like my team. Um, but that being said, like, you know, I handle the bulk of the creative stuff. Uh, but I do kind of let my team like kind of excel like, you know, and sort of spearhead like creative endeavors, whether it's like social content, you know, or, you know, actual physical product like we're a team in that like I'll put together the brief um, and we'll shop it within the whole team and like I'll let them kind of pick it apart like you know, either I'll be like, yo, okay, cool, I hear you, let's rock, let's do it this way, you know, with these colors or like this graphic or whatever the case may be, or I'm, you know, I'll sit back and I'll be like, all right, cool, this is why we should do it this way in X, Y, Z. But um, 
yeah, the team is pretty small right now. Uh, in case uh, for those who are wondering, it's me. Um, uh, we have Moss back in New York, um, and he is our editor in chief. So he uh, anything that's written, he's touched, um, and that goes for like, you know, we used to do the blog, um, which is kind of phased out over time. But like everything on the blog, uh, you know, has has his fingerprints on it. Um, all of our social content has his fingerprints on it. Um, and he's also like a really good, um, you know, creative barometer for us. He's um, kind of the person that we go consult um, to get a realistic, um, you know, gauge on, on how people will receive things. Because, you know, being that I'm so close to the creative um, and, you know, other guys on the team are so close to the business, he's the guy that like kind of usually like calls the tiebreaker on, on things. Mm. You know, and, and kind of gives us like the real, real life. Okay, I hear what you're saying. That's a really good concept, but nobody's gonna fucking understand like you know uh, the depth of that. You know, or like uh, maybe the consumer, like you know, um, you know, like I feel confident that our consumer will get that. Let's let's run that. So he's he's a really good like mediation between the two sides. Um, and then we have Jay, uh, which is. Um, our newest guy, our newest young blood, um, and he does a lot of social strategy with us. So, with with your agency job, like, how much of your day to day is focused on steady, and how much of it is focused on the agency? Um. <clears throat> well, none of it at my agency job should be focused on steady because right. <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing my agency job. But I'm gonna keep right. it real with you. I'm gonna keep it real with you. Like, <laughs> I've been working on steady like at my job. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I do. Um, and like, we should throw it back, back, right? Because one of the things that like, you know, like, I, I want to like preface is that like I've been doing this creative thing for like a long time. I've been in the creative game for a long time. Like I've, I've probably been, I've been using Photoshop since I was like 14 years old, which is like Word, okay. half, half my life. So like that being said, what I'm trying to say is like I can work dumb quick, like in Adobe, like across the board. So normally what it happens is like, yo, Monday I get the brief or I get the briefs. I finish everything on Monday. So like that yeah. way I could, I can maximize like the productivity on the brand so I'm not sure. sitting at the office like fuck like you know like I gotta like you know you know really if you really think about it like with with my commute and shit like that like expend like 50 hours a day like doing nothing like and I will say though like I'm super blessed like I'm super blessed that I can work at a job um, that like is within still within the creative field where like I have the full suite you know, of, of, you know, Adobe products and, and everything else that I may need, like is on my laptop. And like, it's not funny for me to like have Photoshop open. It's not funny for me to be an illustrator, you know? And yeah. even if I'm working on the agency stuff, like because, and this is like for all the jobs I've ever had, like because I was like working in these programs, like, you know, like I was just honing my skills the whole time, you know? Like the only reason I'm able to work as quickly as I am now is because I've spent like, so much time in them, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I've been working on steady, I'm working on steady work, like, 
at the yeah. job, like, you know? Of course, um, of course. But, like, let's throw it back, dude. Let's throw it back, like. Sure, let's go. Let's throw Where it back, to? like. Uh, I feel like my story kind of starts when I was a sophomore in high school. Okay. With Steady, you mean, or with you personally? With everything, like, all this creative stuff. Uh, like, I'll preface this by saying that, like, and I love talking in prefaces. Um, <laughs> I'll, like, disclaim everything phrase. I say. I always be, like, getting ahead of myself. Like, I'll say it, and I'll be like, oh, hold on, hold on, let's roll it back, let's roll it back. Um, but, dude, like, I guess it'll make sense later, but Steady is really about, like, community. Steady is really yeah. about people. Um, and now, like, I guess I'll go back in time to, to explain all of that. Um, and I'll start by saying, like, like, street culture is, like, super important to what we do, you know? Um, I come from the era where, like, we really, like, appreciate storytelling um, and we, you know, value the shit for what it is. Um, like, we don't cop, you know, these sneakers or these clothes or we're not invested in these brands or those brands because, like, it was hot and flashy because back in the day when we was coming up, like, there was no hot and flashy. Like, you either right. saw it on somebody or you didn't, you know? Um, and honestly, as a young kid, like, you know, we didn't see that many people, you know? We could, like, you know, like, yeah. it was a different time. Like, you know, like, we, you know, like, we didn't have cell phones. I didn't have a cell phone until I was, like, a smartphone until I was, or even a phone until I was probably in high school. And so, like, moms would be, like, 7.30, home, like, or sundown, home, no discussion. You know, nowadays I feel like kids are, are, are more often, like, and I'll be dating myself by saying kids, but like, just like, you know, the, the, the current generation, like, they, they have more freedom because like, you know, mom or dad could reach them on the phone and, and you know, like everything very would be okay. Very true, very true. You know, very but true. like back in the day, like it was like sundown, come home. And so like, we really weren't seeing that many people outside of the kids in our school, you know? That being said, like in high school, was when I was first introduced to sneakers. Like, so all this like street culture and community stuff, like it all comes from sneakers. Like, I remember the day, like, I was always into getting fresh since middle school. Like, yo, I remember going to Macy's and, and fucking, <laughs> and I would be jacking Echo from Macy's. Like, yeah. I was straight jacking, I was boosting that shit, right? <clears throat> like, like fucking, I won't tell you like the, my my waist size, but I'm gonna tell you like it's not a 34, you know. But I was wearing size 34 like South Pole, fucking jeans, boosting like double yeah. XL Echo like, and I was just wearing that shit to middle school and like, this is a crazy like, I'm just like being brutally honest like with my life because like hopefully somebody can gravitate to some point of it, right? Yeah. My mom was not fucking with that at all. Of course, like up bro. Into, up of until course. that point, up until that point, my mom bought me all my clothes. So I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> so when I tell you that, like, me as an individual and steady, like, we come cut from a cloth where we like really appreciate this kind of stuff and we really value this stuff. We really do. So like, where I lived, all the houses were kind of connected to each other, 
except on the block, there was two houses that were separated. There was maybe like a two foot gap in between them, right? I would pack my clothes into my backpack, leave the house, like say bye to my mom, go in between those two houses on my block and change, change my, change my my pants, change my shirt and like rain, snow, like, you know, shine, whatever, like I'm changing. Like I just prop the umbrella like in between that two feet and I'm covered (laughs) and I just like change on the way to school, change on the way coming home. Like that's how much like this shit meant to me, you know, like looking fly and getting fresh. Like, and it's not like a vanity thing, but it was more just like, like, I guess at that point it was definitely like a vanity thing. Like I like, you know, like it was important to look fresh. You know what I'm saying? Like I I come from like that era, like, and Dude, like, I remember walking into class and I, I thought I got fresh, right? I walked into class and um, this, one of my Filipino homies, shout out to, to Christian. Um, I remember him pulling up on me and he had an iPhone 3G, 3GS, whatever. And <laughs> he, well, he was totally flexing on me too. Like already like with, the, <laughs> with, that, with that fucking goldfish wallpaper. Um, yeah. But he showed, me, he showed me some Nike SBs. Right? He showed me some Nike SBs, the Nike SB Aqua Chalks. And at that point, I was either only wearing black shoes or I was wearing white shoes. That's it, right? Like, that's all I ever knew. Like, whatever was that famous footwear, whatever was that, like, you know, Payless, that's it, right? Yeah, of course. He showed me these shoes. They were gray and they were blue and they fucking blew my mind. I was just like, yo, like, what are those? Like, how. (laughs) Shoes are that color, dude, it bugged me out. And I just remember like, he was like, yeah, these are called dunks. Like these are dunk lows, these are dunk highs and I'm getting them. And I was just like, where can I get them? And he was just like, yo, Soul Collector Forum. Like, yeah, yep, I was blah, on blah. that shit back then yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yo, I was just like, so then I just Ten like, years ago. that was it. That was it, like ISS, like people like doing meetups off of that, everything like, but even before that, I remember like there was this, I'm from Flushing, Queens. So there's one spot called Busy Mall. Downstairs, there's a sneaker store, right? And I took like some of the cash that I had saved up from like Chinese New Year money and all that, like which was like nothing. I think there was like 50 bucks, yeah, right? <laughs> and I went downstairs and I bought these dunks, right? They weren't even my size, right? Like they were not my size and they didn't even look good, like that good. But like for me, like it wasn't like, ooh, I had to like, get the hype shit but it's just like at that point it was just like I had looked into it and I was like yo and I didn't even know what to contextualize it as like streetwear or street culture but I was just like this shit that I'm seeing on the forums this shit is really cool and I need to buy into that shit like like as soon as possible like I want to be a part of this so bad that like this is the only dunk that you have that's like relatively in my size like the closest thing that's in my size i'll take it yeah you know yeah, yeah. and then i remember buying like used like stussy tees off of soul collector because like i didn't have the money to buy like the the new shit but it was just like i just wanted to be a part of that shit so bad you For know sure yeah and i would come in and he would still stall me like yo like it was bad it was bad he was still stunned on me i was wearing like some size like <laughs> Eight and a half blown to half dark dunks and shit like that, like shit that did not fit me, like triple sock and rocket type joints. But dude, like, 
Man. No, I totally get that, man. I totally get that. Because, like, even for me, when I was a kid, like, I'm the youngest of four, so my older brothers are, like, ten and eight years older than me. And so they always put me on, bro. Like, I remember when I was in, like, fourth grade, fifth grade, I already had a collection of, like, ten Yankee fitteds. You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> like, my older brothers were just like, hey, your head's big enough? Here, take this one, take this one. <laughs> I was like, all right, bet. It's like, I was mad into that stuff. Like, as a kid, man, as a, like, very, very young. And it stuck with me all the way through. But, like, eventually, as I got a little older and, like, hipster culture became a thing, I kind of bought into that. Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. And now, now I've kind of found this a comfortable space between like street culture and hipster culture. I think I, I think I navigate that well. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean uh, it's still at the core, it's still like yo, just being fresh, like just getting fresh. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, exactly. and the get fresh part isn't like ooh, like especially like from from you know like the time that we're speaking about. Like the getting fresh wasn't like you know like to to get fucking you know like you know double taps and shit like that. It was just like. This shit made me feel good because this shit made me feel like I was part of something. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, exactly. Like nobody knew what this thing was, or like you know, not like I was always an outsider. Like I got bullied in middle school. Like me too. Um, I got bullied in high school. You me know, too. and <laughs> yeah, dude, and like seeing that like people were buzzing on this forum and people were cordial and people were like yo that's fresh like yo where'd you get those blah 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 blah, blah. and just kind of being like accepting to whatever degree that i had seen them be accepting i was like yo like i i want to be a part of this like you know and so like and and not to like you know make it like all like grandiose but like i mean the shit was fresh too this shit looked good you know yeah, like for sure you know, the shit sure. was really hot, but yeah, so that You have happened. a favorite piece from when you were in like high school? When I was in high school, I'm trying to think of the shit that... I do, so I don't know if this was my favorite piece, but this was definitely the shit that was most vivid. I had this Stussy tee that was like a size small. It was like real tight on me. And it had, it just says Stussy on the front chest in the center. It had like this like eagle graphic. It was like half magenta, half like teal color. Bro, I wore that shit like two times a week, dude. Like, <laughs> where, where's my birthday so I can wear it again on Friday, dude? Like, yo. And yo, one thing I will have to say though, man, like, and it trips me out. It's like, and this is why, like, you know, you know, I'll, you know, I talk more to this, like, as we go on, but, like, street culture, um, and this shit is so important to me, is because, like, it really means something to me, like, I remember, and I, I, I tell this to people, I remember when, like, it was not cool to be, like, into streetwear, I remember when it was not cool, like, to, to be into, to fashion, like, I got bullied for, like, a bunch of different reasons, right, but, like, you know, it was not cool to, 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 to have more than like two pairs of shoes like you know people were going around calling other dudes like metrosexual and shit you know what i'm saying Yo, like I remember it was shit, not yeah. hot i remember there was one day i pulled up to school one day i pulled up to school <laughs> in new love jordan ones the yellow and black ones mm -hmm. black skinnies and i had this like polo shirt that was like um red and uh sorry yellow and black stripe and i was like Whoo! The kicks match the T, yo. I'm gonna kill him today, bro. I was gonna kill him. I walked into that cafeteria, bro, and I got cooked, dude. I got cooked. 
people were like, yo, Charlie Brown, yo, like, you a bumblebee, <laughs> da da da. Like, people just didn't well, get it. People just gave me yeah. hell for that fit. And it's just like, it's crazy now to see, like, that, like, streetwear and street culture. Well, let's not even say street culture. Like, streetwear has hit, like, the zeitgeist of, like, being pop, where, like, you got, like, you know, shorties in, like, Williamsburg, like, with cooked Air Force Ones. You know what I'm saying? Every single or, day. You know? And it's just like, oh, like, you know, like, oh, it's hot to wear sneakers now. Like, you know, but they people wasn't always fucking with that. People wasn't always fucking with that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, so for me, like, that's how I got into the creative shit because I was just like, okay, cool. In order to cop all this shit, like, I got to get a job. I got to get money. Yeah. So, but not like, only that, but then you also have to be aware of, of not only like what's popping right now, but what is going to be popping next. And, and that's what, that's like part of being in a creative field, you know, like knowing that, like what you're going to spend your money on has to be relevant yeah, like tomorrow. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, Ooh, like this one, this one hits like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like, and that's also just like, especially like, because like, you know, like I had to be so calculative with the money, the little money that like I was earning. It was just like okay, like, I gotta think about, like, how this is gonna fit with the rest of my outfit, like, can I match this with a bunch of stuff, like, is it versatile, like, you know, uh, how much wear can I get out of that, like, you know, and it, it, it kind of created, developed a, you know, like, a really, like, primitive, if you will, like, um, sense of, like, curation, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I... I <laughs> I just like I did the Grom shit, bro. Like I started working at a science museum. I worked at Old Navy for like Mad a Long. A science museum, work? Yeah, dude. I I worked at Uniqlo for Mad Long. Shout out to all my Uniqlo heads. Um, yeah. But like, dude, like I did that for years. Like just 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 trying to stack bread, like you know, to like cop things here or there, and like you know, like I wasn't even one of those kids. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't have like the heat shit. Like I didn't have like a full spread like I recently went on Facebook and looked at like my sneakers rotation ring that I, I posted up that shit was whack bro like shit was so fucking <laughs> whack dude like <laughs> but like I was just happy to have shit you know yeah exactly like, exactly exactly man no I totally feel that I totally feel that nah this is dope man that's dope so yeah so let's 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 connect this more into into your creative life so like at what point were you like at what point were you like, you got to create your own thing? Like, how long have you been doing study and how long have you been thinking about wanting to do something like study? So where that goes is like, I was working at Uniqlo, right? Yeah. And I was about to be promoted to, to a supervisor of the Fifth Avenue store, right? And I was gassed, <laughs> right? I was 19 and I was like, yo, like, they're really going to give me like 18K salary, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really about to make some bread. Um, but like, you know, a friend of mine at the time, like she was like, like, is this really what you want to do? Like, do you want to become like the GM of Fifth Avenue Uniqlo? Because if you don't like, that's the ceiling, you know? Um, right. And after hearing that, like, she put me in my, like, she got me on, on some suit and tie shit. Like, I did internships, right? That's when I started doing the internships. And that would be the rest of my college career. Like, I did the internships back to back to back to back to back. This is, and then my, the last semester of my senior year of college, no internship. 
Okay. Right? And I was just Where did like, you go to school? I went to Hunter. You did? Yeah, bro. What the hell? <laughs> Class of 2014. 2014. Damn, I didn't bro. even know that. <laughs> Damn. So I had an internship lined up. Like so like some of them were, were fucking like go get salsa, chips and salsa for the client meeting. Like, like that side of the agency. Like rain and shit like yo i remember they, they used to slide me a 50 and be like yo get like this sandwich order and i like i was just like i like y'all like y'all couldn't slide me an extra five to get me something like all right <laughs> like because these because these fucking people would then just expense the shit so like it wasn't even coming out of their own wallet because then i would yeah, type up course. their expense reports for them but you know like that might just make me sound wild entitled but <laughs> but but yeah so i was doing that shit and i really like this one internship that i had um uh and they were like a video production uh company and they actually then later got bought um, by Disney and <clears throat> so they don't exist anymore but so they um, all of these internships like they had me like flexing like creative muscle like in Photoshop and Illustrator and so forth and so on um, I will preface that like I took a creative course like in college it was talking about Photoshop Illustrator InDesign and I'll tell you bro when they got to InDesign I checked the fuck out. Like I saw that menu and I was like, yo, there's like literally 50 different buttons. Like I'm good. Yeah. And that's actually, that's actually when I met Moss, my boy Moss, like, you know, um, he didn't initially get down with the brand. Like he was just like, you know, like a homie. He's like, like, he's my best friend, like to this day. But like I checked out and him and I would just like fucking do, do goon shit. But like, <laughs> but like, yeah, so I was working on that on that creative muscle the whole time, and I really liked that one internship. But when I got to that semester, no internship, no bites, right? But I talked to that boss, and he was just like, "Yo, listen, like, if you when you graduate, like, I can hook you up with something, but I can't hook you up with something this semester, like, okay. But if you hold out, hold off, like this semester, like when you come out of college, like, I got you, right? Um, and when I say throwback throwback like when i say i've been doing the, the creative shit for a long time like the one that really got me into the creative shit was my sister um so big shout outs to her like she used to be on zanga like making like avatars and banners for people like on photoshop mm -hmm. 7 wow and i That's would be OG. her yeah dude and i would be like her annoying kid brother like yo can i play chess kids now yo can i play chess kids <laughs> <laughs> Yo, can I play Space Cadet? Like, what you doing? Like, and I would just like kind of like watch computer. her work, bro. Yeah, like I would just watch her work, um, you know. And eventually, like, I just like started fucking around on my own. Like, you know, um, I'm glazing over this part where I like, you know, um, where like a large majority of my high school career was like b-boying, and so like I would catch flicks. I'd be like, Yo, catch a. Yeah, like my friends would be like, yo, catch a flick of me doing this freeze or like, yo, record this video. And then like afterwards, it'd be like, all right, like, how can I spice this up? Ooh, I'll put it in black and white, make a shit like really moody. Or like, ooh, I'm gonna desaturate yeah. all but one color. You know what I'm saying? Leave the reds. Yeah, yeah leave the reds. <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing that shit too, man. Yeah, so like that, all of that, like, was just like culminating this, like, this, this creative shit. So, so that semester I'm asked out of an internship, right? 
And I remember talking yeah. to a friend of mine uh, at the time, and he was just like, you know, like we were just having a conversation because it was like we were both about to graduate, and he was just like, yo, like I think I want to do music, and then you know maybe like do do like a, a brand or something like that. But like I'm I'm really into this music shit, and then that kind of planted a seed in my head, and I was just like, yo, like I love like like all of the streetwear shit, like maybe. I can do something impactful too, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And kind of like touch the people in the same way that like I was touched, you know, by the stuff that came before me and that influenced yeah, me, right? Yeah, by everything you saw when you were a kid. Yeah, because this stuff is already kind of like bleeding into my creative stuff, right? Um, so I, um, it was the summer break, I'm sorry, the winter break. So December 2013 is when we started. The brand is, going on to be six years old. Uh, we didn't drop our latest, uh, we didn't drop our first collection until June of 2014. So between December to June, like I was just working on a brand and I was keeping it a, a, a secret from my parents. Yeah. Uh, I was keeping it a secret, like I was just moving, <laughs> right? And that's actually where the name comes from um, because while I was moving like that, like I really, was at that point like I was into it. I was like, yo, like this is really cool. Like I think like I think I can do this. But my whole thing is like, you know, and I feel like a lot of, you know, um folks that are in a circle can understand this. Like with Asian parents, like you know, they wasn't gonna hear that shit. You know? Yeah, of course. It really complicates things, you know. Yeah, so I was just like, you know what? Like sorry I keep interrupting you by the way. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah, we're good, we're good, we're good. We're making good progress. Uh, I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm put out this collection um, and then I'm just gonna put a stack of cash on the table, right? And just be like, <laughs> yo, mom and dad, like, yo, like, look at me, you know? Like, I, I did something, like, I, like, this is something I wanna do, and, like, like, I can do it. Like, the, the proof is in the pudding, you know? Like, yeah. that's all they would wanna see anyways, you know? Um, but, so, because I was doing that, like, my parents were hitting me with the, Yo, so what are you doing? Like, what are you doing for your life? Like, you're about to graduate college. What are you doing, like, uh, you know, for a job? Like, are you applying for jobs? Like, you know, like, you gotta get a steady income. Like, mm -hmm. you gotta start thinking about, like, you know, like preparing, like, you know, life that's like steady and, and you know, blah, blah, blah. And, like, that, they were just throwing around this word all the time. Mind you, in Chinese, um, they word, were just talking yeah. about this word all the time, all the time. And I think it just kind of earworms into my head where it's just like, I want all the things that you're talking about. Cause essentially you're talking about just like living comfortably and you know, like not having like to worry, um, like where your next meal is going to be, you know? And I wanted all those things for myself, but I wanted it in my own terms, which is why like we, I then named the brand steady. Of course, of course. Uh -huh. If you don't mind me asking, how are, how are you with your parents now? Um, I'm really good with my parents now. There was oh, a word, point okay. where it wasn't good. There was a point where it was not good. Um, but like, I think they, um, you know, that's the thing with parents too. Like, it's just about like showing them shit, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. And just making I them understand. Yeah, I think that like, and I had to like, growing up, I had to like, 
a good but like strained relationship with my father, especially like when I turned like my, my teen years, you know? Um, I tell people I'm like neurotic as hell now and like I'm strung out and I don't necessarily know how to be in the moment, but like there was a point in my life like, you know, during like um, high school and college where like all I did was chill, you know? Like I was just copping shit, working, copping shit, chilling, you know? Um, and I think what really kind of bettered our relationship was like, they saw the hustle, you know? They were just like, I, and I think this is a pretty, potentially pretty powerful thing for people, you know, is that like, I thought about putting the cash on the table. I never did that, by the way. I never put the cash on the table. Um, like literally, but I think it kind of communicated like over time in a different way, which is like, they looked at me at some point, I would assume, and said like, damn, like I've never seen, I don't understand what the hell this kid is doing. I don't know, <laughs> like, I don't know why he's doing this, but I've never seen him work like this hard ever. Right. You know, right. like I've never seen him care about something like this much ever. And sure, like, whatever. I'm just gonna let him rock. I'm just gonna let him do it. And like, that's the most important thing is like, they just let me do it, but I knew full well and without even them telling me that like, if I, if I, if, I, if I fucked it up, like if I fell on my ass, like that shit is totally on me. Like all the yeah, credit to me, but also all the consequence. Yeah. Wait, so like at what point do you think you had that realization with your parents where it was like, okay, they, you really care about this thing and your parents are starting to support you. Like when, when did that happen for you? Like was there, was there a milestone that coincided with that or was it just like, just a general time frame? Um... I would say, cause growing up, like my parents like didn't really like approve of my shit. Like when I was yeah, b-boy, they was not fucking with that. They was yeah. not fucking with that. Um, uh, but I would say, well, this is a, something, you know, like for everyone to know that like, my mom has been like quietly supportive, like for the longest time because this is like, I guess a little Easter egg, like everything that's sewn onto a steady shirt is sewn by my mom's. What, really? Yeah, all the neck tags, Yo. all the sleeve tags, all of that is sewn by my mom. Like she is a seamstress, like like as, a, as her trade, like, like way back, like she's retired now recently, like she literally just retired last year. She was doing something else like be before that too, but like there was a time in her life where she was a seamstress, like when I was young. Um, I always say this, like, yeah, yeah she, she used to be sewing shit like, like when I was a baby, like carrying me on her back, but I guess like some sort of weird osmosis shit happened. Like, you know? <laughs> it traveled through her. Yeah, you know? Um, but like, yeah, she sews everything. Like since like, I think like the third collection is when we started like sewing in tags. Um, yeah, but ever since then, like everything's been sewn by her. And- um, Wow. The, the point that changed was when we did the pop-up and this was not until years later. This was, I think, like three years, 
three and a half years into it, when we did our pop-up um, at 191 Henry, um, my mom didn't even show up to that shit. But <laughs> my dad did. And I think when he showed up and he sat down and he saw the space and he saw the people like pulling up and around it, I still to this day don't think he got it. But he was just like, 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 why do you like just not understanding like, you know, the the logistics, I guess, or like the the aesthetic, if you will, of like streetwear, streetwear boutique, like why, why do you only have five shirts out and, and not your whole inventory? Like, or like, why do you have, why do you have magazines here? Like at a sofa, like, is this a, is this a doctor's office? But like, <laughs> so he didn't quite get it, but like it, did, it didn't matter to him because he was just like, yo, like, damn, like, you know, they put like, they as in like, me and, and my team because like they be coming in the house all the time like they like they're practically family like jay and moss um but like they they put some together and i don't quite get it and i really respect my parents and i love my parents but it's like they don't quite get it but they're just like fuck it like if it makes sense to him and it's doing okay like sure you know and i think he left and he was just like yo like do you do you want me to like bring like chinese bakery bread like for everybody that's inside and I was just like, yo, we good, what? like, nah, we good, we good. <laughs> and I think ever since that day, like, that changed, like, in him. Like, where it wasn't just like, you know, like, he's, like, making t-shirts, like, out of the house to, like, he's doing something, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. No, that's a huge step. That's a huge step, man. After moving out, like moving out also like totally changed my relationship with my parents. Bro, like I've been on my own for five years now. So like my parents, they don't even know what I be doing, man. <laughs> they, they really don't, they really don't. Like, cause like my parents have never gone to a barangay event, which is telling of, it kind of tells you exactly how how the relationship is you know what i mean because like that that is the thing that i put all of my time and energy into all mm -hmm. my focus into and mm -hmm. they've never gone to anything so it's all good but like mm -hmm. i'm so far 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 away from that like i have no idea if it's ever gonna happen or when it's gonna happen but that's all it good will, though like, I, it really it doesn't stress it me will. out it will it yeah. will i mean like that's enough my, my dad didn't come on on a court like i invited him like i was like come 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 yeah, come you know and it was on the lower east side and he worked like you know, like in South Queens, like in Regal Park, like type area. And he came down, but like, I had to really invite him. I actually told him and my mom to come down. He was like, he pulled up and he was like, your mom didn't come. <laughs> and I was just like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but dude, like you'll get there, dude. You'll get there, you'll get there. Yeah, no, it's all good. It really doesn't stress me out at all. I don't really think about it that much. Cause you know, at the end of the day, I've, I've had my problems with my parents. They've had their problems with me. It's all good. It is what it is. It is what it is. But yeah, yeah. so, damn, man. I, I honestly didn't even know that, that Steady, that you had been doing Steady for so long. I really didn't yeah. know that it, it's been that long. Yeah, it was, yeah. we've kept a consistent stream of work, but like, it's been, you know, like, it's it hasn't been without its challenges. Like, you know, and sometimes it, like, that's one thing I put upon myself, like, you know, as like the helm of the brand, like it's gotta, it's gotta be consistent. Consistency is key, you know? Um, yeah. 
we shift gears, but like we never like we're never like inactive. Um, and like, but I've been I've been grinding at it for a long time. We've been grinding at it a long time. Like when I did get the job, like I was also like, well, you know, I kind of like the reception that I got from this brand. You know, like I think I want to keep going. So at that point, like I was juggling both. And um, a lot of the people that were helping me at the time were people that I was going to school with. So as we all graduated together and all began to transition, like a lot of them, you know, like, you know, drifted apart. And so for a portion of the time, like with the brand, like it was really just me. Um, and when I got the job, it was at Four World Trade, you know, and for all the homies, um, who aren't familiar with New York or aren't from New York, like that's all the way, you know, downtown, baby. Downtown, downtown. And downtown. I lived in I lived in Queens. Yeah. And so I had this system where I was really only sleeping for like two to three hours, like three to four hours a night. Cause I would have to be at work by like nine. I would leave work like literally on the dot at like 4:55, like earlier way like maybe like earlier than i should have been you know mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. almost on some like it doesn't look good for you to be bolting out the door every single day you know but yeah. like so i would do that make the hour and a half commute back home to queens i would um take a shower no no i would get home around like seven o'clock i would go to sleep i would immediately go to sleep wake up at like 9.30, shower, eat, and then work until like three or four o'clock. And so like my eyelids like were heavy, yeah. then go to sleep. Then wake up at seven and do the shit over and over again. And I did that for like two years. I did that Damn, for like man. two years, bro. Like, 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 and it's like, that shit was tough. And like, I could, I could not do that shit no more. Like my body would not be able to handle some shit like that no more, you yeah. know? But, and even then, bro, like, <laughs> you know, I hope the statue's limitations are, are out on a lot of the shit I'm saying. But like, um, even then I was working. I was working like off the, the work laptop. Yeah. Like I yeah, was of working course. off the work laptop. Like, you know, of course. um Yeah, and I did Not that for a while. Yeah, that was that was me too in college, man, because like in college was when I was really doing photography heavy. And like my, my schedule would be like, I'd be in class from 9 a.m. To, to like 2 p.m. or some shit like that, like three days a week. And then I would go work a retail or restaurant job from like 3 p.m. Mm -hmm. to 9 p.m. And then I'd be out shooting a concert from like 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Edit my shit when I get home at 3 a.m. and go back to class at 9 a.m. the next day. You know what I mean? I could not do that anymore. I'm only 23. This is me when I was like 19. I can't do that shit anymore, bro. I cannot do it. My body just doesn't let it happen anymore. <laughs> dude, and, dude, and that's some next shit too, because like I heard you talk about this, like on on the flip pod with Paolo. It's just like you had to show up. Like I just had to go home. Like you had to show up to these like random venues, right? Like you know, maybe it's a different venue every week, every other week. You know, yeah, like, all the time. be there, like you know like have the match the energy for the show like execute the creative and then go home and continue to execute like get back on that train and then yeah. continue to dude like again all i had to do like 
you know, like, I just went home, you know? I went home and, and I managed my time that way. But like, dude, like really shout out to you because like the, the, the energy commitment to that is like crazy, dude. Yeah, and yo, I was so broke back then. Like I wasn't even eating food back in those days, man. <laughs> I was like eating one meal a day while doing all that shit, dude. This shit was messed up, man. I could never do that anymore, yo. It's impossible. Yo, we don't like you. Ain't need to do that no more. Mm -hmm. You don't need to do that anymore. It's all good. It's all good. That's in the past. Yeah, yo. Damn. So, hmm. Where should we go from here? I got fired. <laughs> From what? From that job. <laughs> oh, that one? Yeah. After two years, they fired you? Yep. Like, so there was a giant, like, corporate layoff, right? So, Ah, uh, like, so you were part of the pack that got laid off. Yeah. Well, the reason why they laid me off versus the other guy was because of my time in attendance. Mm hmm Right? So, at the time, like, I, I had this, um, you know, like, PC at home that I was using, right? But, like... It just wasn't as robust. And then I was spending like five days a week um, using a work laptop, which was a Mac, and I would bring it home because like I would start work on it and all this shit. And I was like saving it to the hard drive of the machine because, you know, like yeah, of course. I, was, I was an idiot. Um, but like, so I, w I was working on this Mac and, um, and because of this stuff, like I would show up at like 9.30 or I show up at 9.45, but you bet, you bet I'm still leaving at 4.55, you know? <laughs> 4.58, like, Every oh time. God, like, um, yeah. and so I had a conversation with like the senior art director there and he was just like, hey, listen, like, you really gotta check like your time and attendance, you know, like, you can't be doing that. And I just like, you know, like I, I tried to finesse him. I was like, yo, it's the trains. And he was like, all right, well, you gotta figure that out. You know, um, and that was like a real learning lesson. I was just like, okay, like I just, I was getting a little too comfortable. Like I need to straighten out. Um, so for the rest of the week, like I was pulling up at, at nine, but I was leaving at five on the dot. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. I'd pull up at 8.45 so I could leave at like 4.55. Like, <laughs> yeah, that shit I'm not changing, but like yeah. I straightened out. And then I think like maybe like two weeks after that, three weeks after that, they had a giant corporate layoff. And that's probably definitely why they cut me off versus cutting the other guy. Um, but I was shook. Let me tell you, I was shook because they wanted the laptop back. Of course, man. And, and everything from the brand was on the laptop, dude. Oh. Yeah, so like, I they, they gave us like, they had this really like awkward, um, like the, the CEO never outright said it, you know, he, he said that he used a nautical metaphor and he's like, we're going from a battleship to a smaller fleet, you know, is what he said, right? And then people wow. had individual, <laughs> yeah, people had individual appointments then to talk to HR and that shit was at like 10, my shit was at like 12.30, right? So I was just like, I don't fucking know what the fuck is going on. Everyone is just like, ooh, I have an appointment this time. I got an appointment this time. I was just like, yo, hold up. And I had this like fat hard drive at this point, right? And I was just like, yo, back my shit up back my shit up as fast as I can. So I'm backing the shit up and it's like, it was a two terabyte drive. I still have it. That's literally this, it's like, for, for y'all can't see, but it's like the size of like, 
A brick? <laughs> yeah, it was like a brick. It was basically like a brick, dude. Like, yeah. not, as, not as tall as a brick, but it, was, it like weighed like a brick. Shit was dense. Yeah, um, of course. So what I'm backing this? this shit up. <laughs> this is 2016. This yeah, 2016. still back then. Yo, I'm backing my shit up as fast as I can. Shit I go like in there, right? And I, and, I, and I was able to pull it off because I go in there, they have me sign like a, like a non-disclosure, right? They tell me that like, they're gonna cut me like an extra paycheck and then they were just like, leave the laptop on the table and walk out. That's sus. Yeah, so- That and sounds then, like a weird like, drug deal or some shit. Like that sounds yeah. like, that's sus. And like, they, then I grabbed a box, I packed my shit and I dipped. But like, if I didn't, like, I would have been fucked, dude. Like, I remember yeah. at the time I was working on spring, summer 16. Um, and like, I was like, hold on, I gotta back all this shit up or as much of it as I can. But like, yo, if I didn't, like I think about this shit, like butterfly effect, like if I didn't do that, like. That's a major I, setback. That would have been a major setback, you know? Um, but yeah, so then the thing is like by then, like, and you know, like, I. Like, I was doing this on my own, right? So I was just like, at that point, like two years, I was like comfortable, right? That's why I was showing up late and I was like, you know, fuck this shit. Like, I really wanna be doing this shit full time. You know, I really wanna be working on a brand, you know, full time. And I gotta say to people, like, be careful what you wish for. Because for sure. whatever for sure. forces were out there, they heard me and they were just like, oh, you do? Alright, like Well guess what? You're about to get fired. Exactly. And I was and I was not ready for that shit. I was not ready for that shit. But I was like, okay, here I am, you know? Um and I think that's the point where like things got strenuous like with my family, you know what I'm saying? Like they were just like, uh, so you're gonna get something new? Like and I was just like, nah, we're we'll gonna spray for a little bit, you know, and you know, like they they weren't always the most supportive, but like, you know, like New York City born and raised, like, you know, I just had to move, you know, I just had to yeah, get exactly. what I had to get, get what I had to exactly. get, you know? Um, and it was like that for a long time. That was it for, that was like that for a long time. And um, I, rec I only recently got back into like a day job, you know, uh, when I moved out here to LA I wanted to, to kick it out here for a little while and, and see what the vibe is and just kind of like, you know, uh, have a little bit of growth, you know, in my life. So in order to do that, you know, like, I need to pull down a bag. Like one thing I tell people, um, and there's no shame in the game. Talk about let's talk about study a little bit more like mm -hmm. like what are you what are you trying to do now like what what do you want because i know that you guys trying to change your uh your branding a little bit i remember you were going through that thing where you were saying like special projects only right mm -hmm. that was that was the thing now like you don't want to do you don't want to do collections anymore it's just special projects only like what do you mean by that and what caused you to want to do that right so yeah, you're absolutely right. So we're a special projects only brand. Um, and I guess like in layman terms, like it means we only do special projects, but like to elaborate on that, we got into this rhythm of like putting out like bi-seasonal like collections. Like 
Um, sorry, biannual collection. So like you have a spring, summer, you have a fall, winter. And it got to a point where like it became less like fun for us because, and that's like the most important thing. Like the shit's gotta be fun, you know, in whatever creative sure. endeavor, like the shit's gotta be fun. Like if it's not fun, then like, you know, why are you even doing it? You know, like it's a lot of pain and a lot of like heartache, you know, to invest so much of yourself into doing something if you're not gonna have fun in it. Um, yeah. But really what it is was we took a step back, right? Which is why we were quiet for some time of 2018 to sort of restructure the brand is, you know, we fell into a rhythm of creating these collections. Um, and we felt like we began to look really inward. It was always like, okay, like what product offering can we make? What do we, how do we want to showcase the brand to people? Um, what else can we make? What else can we make this collection? What else can we make that's different from that collection? But it was always like us, 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 we, we, we. Um, and that kind of got tiring. Uh, but I had this revelation one day and I was like, hold on, like, we're kind of getting away from the message of the brand. And the message of the brand is that like, you know, everyone's got a passion um, and they should fight for what they believe in um, and fight for their seat, like at the table of whatever that passion is, you know? Mm -hmm. we, we hope that like, you know, you'll take it to the next level and that you'll change the world. But even if you don't, like we believe that like you engaging in that is fulfilling to yourself and for if anything for no reason other than that like you should you know fight for you and you should fight you know um to have that in your life and we've always been about community like in that sense like we've always wanted to bring people into streetwear um and bring people into our brand and be more inclusive and that really comes back to what i was saying earlier in the pod about my experiences in streetwear like i was just a kid that just wanted to be a part of this shit so bad. And like, here's a story. So a friend of, uh, friends of mine, like we would go into Soho and we would go to all these streetwear shops and we would just get G-checked. Like that was the attitude of streetwear at the time and is still somewhat of the attitude like now. But, you know, and that was really like jarring to me because like going from those forums to that in real life, like, yeah. It felt like something was different. Like everyone was vibing yeah. on the forums and then we walked into these stores that are like selling the same things, but like people didn't want to talk to us. People didn't want to look our way. And I remember there's one experience in this one shop, like we walked in and two employees were just like chatting amongst themselves. And you know, we put a hat on the table and we dead stood there for maybe like five minutes and to which the employee turned around, looked at us and he said, you trying to return that? And then like sheepishly, like we were like, uh, no, we're trying to buy it. He haphazardly like does the transaction, like puts the receipt in the bag and then immediately starts talking to his, his friend again. And we were just like, that sucks. Like that's, that feeling sucked. And I think yeah. that kind of feeling always stuck with me and is something that I want to fight against. Like, you know, with steady, it's like, we want to be inclusive in streetwear. Um, like in the way that makes sense, you know, in a way that makes sense to us. Like streetwear has always had this like sense of rebel culture 
and exclusivity is a cornerstone to streetwear. You know, like if it's held on four pillars, it's definitely one of them. You know, uh, back in the day, it was flipping luxury logos so that, you know, the cats on the street could have that luxe shit, even though they couldn't afford it, you know? And it was always about yeah, like course. flipping things on its head. And so when we approached the brand, I was like, you know what would be the most streetwear thing for us to do is if we flip that attitude and rather than being like exclusive and like we're too cool for you and like you can't sit with us to be like yo like we rock everybody's with you. welcome yeah yeah you're welcome like come sit at the table with us like if you you know like are into the things that we're into and not even like you know, like a mirror image, like, yo, you kind of like to listen to this music, we kind of like to listen to this music, like, why don't you come check us out? Or like, yo, you like eating that type of food? We like eating that type of food, or we like that type of art, like, you know, like, let's come in. And when we restructure the brand, I said, let's be special projects only. Let's try to engage as many people in this brand as possible. So that's why we worked with you guys, like an artist collective, um, you know, who's like doing some real like renegade stuff like in the art world in New York, you know, because like we have guys that are into streetwear, but they might also be into art and photography. And there are of guys course, are, yeah. or into art and photography that might be into streetwear. Let's bring these groups together, you know, like yeah. let's let's bring these groups together and have them really mesh and and give really what we want to do is just give people like a sense of belonging because I feel like as people like we are always like you know looking for a sense of belonging like we're social creatures and I just wanted to create that in the streetwear streetwear and street culture world because like I didn't see it you know uh, I don't feel like you know a lot of the brands in the space like speak to people the way we speak to people or invite people to be a part of like their brand and their brand dialogue as much as we do and so like that's something that like we actively try to do so with special projects only like you know we worked with artist collective we worked with um you know uh our friends at boat and bridge who are a media yeah, company yeah. and we cr we created media with them you know we'd love to you know um work in food we would love to work in you know uh with plants we would love to because these are all things that we're into we would love to work with you know um musicians because like these are all things that we're into like i'm into rap i'm into hip-hop i'm into alternative i'm into indie music i also like you know have a green thumb and i and i really like plants i also eat food you know i also <laughs> i also drink coffee you know i also consume media you know, um, and we believe that a lot of people are too, you know, and maybe I can meet somebody who like makes amazing food or maybe we can meet somebody who like is doing something really cool, like, you know, in a music world and just bringing these communities together because like, that's what it's all about. Just finding the through line in these, in these groups and just giving people a wider net, a bigger community to just like, feel like they belong because like that's that's really what it's just about like you know steady is we believe that you should all pursue this passion and i say this is like you know i made it a point to be like really honest like in this um podcast because like i want people to feel like 
we are in the trenches with them right now. Like a lot of these podcasts Word. are kind of like are kind of like these origin stories that are like you know like skimp out on the details and it's just like yeah you know and then I did this and they just I'm avalanche <laughs> exactly I mean? yeah and that's and that's not what this is like you know or not what I I wanted to be I want you to know that like yo we're still moving like you know you're gonna listen to this podcast. You know, when it comes out, it's like that same day, the same day after, like we're still moving in the trenches, like just yeah. like you, like just fighting for the shit that we believe in, just like you're fighting for the shit that you believe in. And because like we're both like on that on that wave, like there's that through line, whether you like, you know, <laughs> you like uh, gardening or you like listening to indie music, like we're going <laughs> to find these through lines with people and we're going to bring those shits together. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure, man. No, no, like, that's, you actually just made a really good point and totally off topic. Like, most of the podcasts that you listen to are not from the perspective of people who are in the trenches. You know what I'm saying? Like, every every interview that I've done on here, I've, I've kind of tried to make sure it seems like, you know, like, we're still working. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want, like, when I was doing my, that's why I did the solo episode with Paolo. I was mm-hmm. like... I kind of want people to know that like I'm not just hosting this thing because like I got all this free time on my hands like I'm still mm-hmm. I'm still out here like like doing shit all the time you know and no that's a good point yeah anyway anyway forget about that um, no no that's really good like because that's that's why I gravitate like to this pod like I'm just like you know like I if I just wanted to hear another like you know generic platitude like you know, success stories with a couple of gems in between. I just watch a Marvel movie, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, just, I just watch, I just watch some shit of the MCU as a whole origin story. Like, Facts. you know, that's cool. Like, my man made it, you know? But, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I wanted, to, you know, and thank you for the opportunity. I really wanted to take this as, as a chance to like, speak to, to, you know, our peers, you know? Um, I mean, don't get it twisted. Like, you know, the, the brand is in a good place, you know, but like, there's more that we can do, you know, like, and sure. I'll, bro, you just do. gave me so many ideas in, in the, the, throughout this episode, you know, like everything's clicking right now. Hell yeah, dude. Like that's what, yeah. that's what it is. And it's just like, we're just like, you know, just trying to bring people together. That's that together. That's like the most important thing like that we're trying to do. And just, and in the switch to special projects only like, and you know, you guys experienced it firsthand, like, we were spending like six months to create one collection, you know, but when we got together with you guys, we were able to spend nine months on like a whole, like, and we didn't, rather than make six pieces, we made two pieces, but like we fleshed out like a really engaging marketing campaign. We put together like a really like fire activation. Like I'll never forget it. Somebody tweeted y'all and they said, they said, the energy of the event was pure. And I was like, yo, that is, yes, that's fucking what it is. Like, that's exactly like, I remember that tweet too. <laughs> that's, that's everything like we would have wanted, like, you know, from our side and imagine everything that you guys would have wanted from your side. Like, it's yeah. just that pure energy is like what we're trying to, like, that's what we're chasing. That's what we're trying to recreate, you know? And then like with the, with the guys over at BNB, like same thing, like we spent like, I think, with them, it was a little longer. We, we took 10 months, you know? We created, again, just one product because we're always gonna create product, right? We're always gonna make, like, you know, shit because, like, that's what we bring to the table. That's what Steady does best. Um, but given that, like, 
they're a media company, like we created a media piece with them, you know, and then we did a, a physical activation. So we just want to continue to be able to do these kind of things and like take the time rather than looking inward to be like, what do we want to make next? What do we want to make next? Like take that time and talk to guys like you, you know, and you know, like if it's like, like just being on Skype and just shooting the shit, like amongst yeah, like <laughs> discussing ideas, you know, maybe we'll just come out of the call, like with no fucking ideas. Right. But like, yeah, that's not the point. Happens. The point is that like, we're making genuine relationships. And I think like, that energy like ultimately will always translate into the product will always translate yeah. into what we're doing and um you know like we're not setting out to be like you know the like the hottest brand you know like we're not like I, I have nothing against like seeing it on celebrities i would love that but you know like that's you know i'm not at the, the whiteboard on Monday, like, okay, like, how can we get it on XYZ, you know? Really, yeah, like, right. we're just at a place where we're just like, okay, like, how can we bring more people in with the brand? And we love to do that in different ways, like, you know, through editorial, like, we love to invite photographers to shoot um, content for us, like, you know, even little things like that, because it's like, cool, like, take your lens, take your eye and apply it to our brand. I want to, we want to see how you are applying. Like, and that was the ideology behind like the campaign that we did was just like, you know, we didn't want to just always be like, this is what steady is. I bet you got it. Cool. Like, yeah. that's why we were just like, yo, like there's a gang of you guys, super talented photographers. Like, yo, everybody like put your, and like for you modeling, like put your essence into like this product. You know, and like that's how it's gonna what, sell. Yeah, what makes it Barangay? What makes it steady? And like that's what it is then. You know, yeah. rather than us yeah. always like trying to like tell people like, yo, this is what what it is. This is what is hot. Like, you know, this is like X Y Z. It's like nah. Like, we invite people to to come in and interpret our brand. Like, and to hopefully like express themselves through it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. For sure, man. For sure. That, that's 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 like ideally the goal you know to be able to express yourself through whatever it is that you're producing and not only expressing yourself but let that expression also apply to other people too you know what i mean if people if people can can you know connect on that and also feel that they can express themselves through your product or through your event or through whatever it is that you're doing that's always the goal man that's always it that's always it yeah yo you got anything else you're working on right now anything you want to drop anything you want to name drop uh, we got some things. We got some things we cooking. We got some things yeah. we cooking. Yeah, uh, we got some stuff we're cooking for twenty twenty. Uh, I can't say anything on it yet. When should we expect it? No word on that yet. No word on okay, that okay, yet. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but we're working on some stuff. We're working on some stuff out here in New York and for the audience, like out here in LA. Um, so we're, we're, we're doing both. Like when I came out to LA, like I saw opportunity for us to grow the brand here as well. So we're trying to do both. So we got something in the works for, for New York and we got something in the works for LA. Um, and we're just like excited. We're excited to drop that. Word. Word I'm, excited for, I'm excited for this. Fuck, like this is what <laughs> we got next, man. Like. Welcome to the podcast, bro. Welcome to the podcast. How's it feel? Thank you. It feels great, man. It feels great. Um, like, 
storytelling is important um but storytelling is everything man i like we just want to connect with the people like i said like and you know sometimes like shit doesn't doesn't translate you know like you know I know what it's like to, to be, you know, on the N train, you know, at six o'clock. Like, I'm not trying to read like, like a paragraph on an Instagram caption, like, <laughs> but, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> fuck out of here. Like, not doing that. Like, no, thank you. But like, yeah. yo, I can put my, I'm a big podcast junkie now, big podcast junkie. But Me like, too. you know, on the commute, like I'll put the headphones in and, um, and it's nice and it's nice. Um, you know, especially like you and I, I feel like we, you know, we work late nights and shit like that. And it's like, it, it's a good medium for, for that type for of sure. activity. For sure. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I, I always usually ask people like, have you been, have you been like consuming any media lately? Like you just said podcasts. So like, what are some podcasts you listen to that you might want to put some people onto? <sighs> um, uh, I listen to... Uh, have you heard the Baron Guy podcast over? <laughs> nah, I never heard of that one. No, I don't know that Yo, one, bro. Peep, peep game on that. Peep game on that. Um, <laughs> so, so my media diet is that. Uh, I've been listening to that. I listen to um, the business of hype. Um, yeah, word. That's a great one. I love business hype. Business hype is cool. I listen to uh, throwing fits. Um, What's that? I'll, so I'm assuming it's a fashion thing. Is it a fashion thing? Yeah, it's a fashion thing. It's it's like it's type fuckery. It's type fuck. It's type fuckery sometimes. It's basically like um, this dude Lawrence and this dude James, which are ex um, complex employees, and they shoot the shit with a bunch of guests, and and they have a really funny format. Like their shit is like funny, and and that's why I'm into it. Uh, I also listen to. Um, I listened to Everyday Struggle on Complex. I kind of, I kind of st- stayed away from it uh, when Joe Budden was on that shit. Um, yeah. He's not. He's yeah. not really my vibe. He's not really my Agreed. vibe. Um, Agreed. I, and I wasn't really fucking with DJ Academics at first, but like, he says some okay shit. Like some of the shit he says, like, makes sense. Like I think the gripe with him that people say is that he's like a flip flopper. Uh, which he might be. I haven't seen enough of him quite yet to see him flop on something that he said. <laughs> but like, I mean, I, I'll, that's kind of how I start my morning. Like, I, I'll I'll listen to a pod on the commute, and then when I get into the office, like I'll listen. That's usually when like everyday struggle is up, uh, and yeah. I listen to everyday struggle. Yeah. All right. Word. Word. You heard it here first, people. These are the podcasts Cal listens to. Um. Yeah, one last question before we get out. Uh, what's your favorite social media platform and why? Oh, yo, Twitter, bro. <laughs> Twitter, baby. <laughs> Twitter's the best. And, and keep it short, short and sweet. This is what somebody told me. Like, I, well, first off, like, I'm not really fucking with the gram. Like, yeah, I'm really word. not fucking with the gram. And what killed the gram for me was obviously, like, all, like, you know, like the back end bullshit that they're doing. I could go on and on about like how they really just kind of like switching it up, like their algorithm and shit like that. So they could like make a quick buck off of people. But like that shit became work to me. Like, like yeah. the gram is like low key work, work for me. But to keep it short and, and, and simple about the bird app, the reason why I fuck with the bird app <laughs> is people say this, like when they like your shit on Instagram, like, they like the way your shit looks. 
you know? But when they like your shit on Twitter, bro, they're fucking with your thoughts. You Yo. know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, chill. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> yeah, like, they fucking with your thoughts, bro. And, like, that shit is so much deeper than, like, Oh, that like, is so much. I like deeper, your shoes, yeah. or like I like your shirt, you know. Yeah, yeah. Damn, yeah, that's it's, so much it's, deeper. True. It just feels, it just feels like closer. Like, oh, okay, yeah. this person really fucks with me. Like, you be, you know, you be tweeting them like kind of like silent thoughts, kind of just like, you know, like just some shit that pops in your head, and someone else like likes that shit, and you're just like, yo, yo we was having <laughs> the same thought. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bro, I know exactly like, what you mean. Yo, your shit is funny. Your shit is funny. Yeah. <laughs> yo. Yeah, man. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Uh, tell the people where they can find you at on social um, media. So you can find me on a gram at 50 calibers. That's spelled out F-I-F-T-Y-C-A-L-I-B-E-R-S. And the brand at Steady US, S-T-E-A-D-Y-U-S. Word. Word, word. Thanks so much for coming on, Kyle. It's been good chatting with you, bro. Yo, thank you for having me. It's honestly yeah, been a pleasure. Honestly been, been a pleasure. It's been a good time. It's been too long, honestly. We haven't seen each other in so long, bro. <laughs> it's Yo, been a long time. I might have ran it up on your time. I might have ran it up on your time, man. <laughs> it's all good. Nah, I mean, we, we're all good here. But yeah, okay. all right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of the Barangay Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dom. You can find me on Instagram, Alcantara Dominic. Uh, yeah, I think that's all. Peace, y'all. Love. Peace, peace.